I believe in this so much that I was literally having a conversation with my daughter last night and I was trying to talk her out of going to college. That, I mean, I get what you're saying about (laughs) how college isn't vital, but if she wants to, why are you trying to talk her out of it? Well, and here's the thing. Welcome to the Stewardship Podcast, where we help you understand that stewardship is about more than money. I am Daniel, and I'm joined today by Grant. Hi, Grant. Hello. Hi. Um, Today, we are talking about stewarding your child's college education. Yes. Yeah. Why is this so important, Grant? I think the decision to uh, go to college or not to go to college, how you're going to go to college, which college to go to, how you're going to pay for it, all of that is extremely, extremely important. Uh, I believe it's important for for two reasons. Uh, One, money. Mm -hmm. It's expensive. Sure is. And as we know, there are people that are in the midst of trying to figure out how to repay their student loans, so much so that millions upon millions of people are calling on the government to help them for that, right? Yeah. Um, We even had Jared, who's a home loan advisor here at Stewardship. He was on the podcast uh, several episodes ago, and he mentioned that it was student loans sometimes that can be one of those things that prevent people from qualifying to, to buy a home. Yeah. Uh, so money's a big deal. But the other reason is relationships. Hmm. Daniel, uh, you went to college. I did. and But you didn't like finish. Correct. But as we were talking about this episode, you mentioned, man, this was a really big deal for you going to college because of relationships. Explain that. Yeah. Um, I went to college. I did not finish college. I was at community college. Uh, and in in community college is where... One, I I found a group of friends that was outside of my my church friends and my family friends uh, and my friends from childhood. Like I found new people, um, and I I started developing my identity hmm. as an individual. You left the nest, so to speak. I left the nest. I still yeah. lived at home. I was at community yeah. college. Mm-hmm. I didn't do the dorm thing. Um, but more than that, that is where I started dating the woman who would later become my wife. Yeah. So. If I didn't go to college, we, we wouldn't have had time to foster that relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I would say a very, very similar thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, college was one of the defining experiences in my life for so many reasons. God used uh, Southwestern College, which is now Arizona Christian University, to shape me in more ways than I could ever explain. Uh, but from a relational standpoint, uh, not only be, you know, was, was, college experience used to help me become the man I am. But all of my friends, uh, most of my very good friends that I still hang out with today are people that I met in college, people that I was in the dorm hall with or I played college basketball with. I mean, the people that I'm in business with now, my two business partners, went to the same college that I went to, uh, are people that I did life with when I was in with college then and I'm doing life with them now. So um, it's a huge, huge decision both for finances and for relationships, two big things that can shape the future of your child's life. Yeah. This is valuable. So so we need to make sure that uh, this decision is being made wisely. Mm-hmm. Uh, this decision is being made well. Uh, and we want to give some practical tips to you who is listening so that you can walk through your kids, uh, your nieces and nephews, or any younger people in your life, um, how to make this decision with some wisdom. 
Um, yeah. Now, I, we just talked about how awesome college is, mm-hmm. uh, the, the experience was for me and for you. But you also mentioned, Daniel, that you don't have a college degree, uh, yep. yet you work here and you have a career here at Stewardship. So that goes without saying that you don't you didn't need a college degree to get your job. Correct. Yeah. And I own Stewardship and all the different companies and all the different things. And I made a career in finance and I did not need to go to college to start that career or to have the career that I have now. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> to say that you absolutely, definitely need college to have a career is not the norm or the truth. As a matter of fact, I don't even care really if people went to college when I look at the resumes prior to hiring folks. Wow. And that is becoming extremely popular amongst entrepreneurs and other business owners that the college degree that someone has or doesn't have isn't necessarily preventing them or you know pushing them in into their situation. You know, I, I'll even say this. Uh, one of uh, our favorite uh, previous stewardship employees, Ashton, mm-hmm. who is now Ashton Mockler, she got married and moved out of state, so she's no longer here at Stewardship. Uh, it hurt when she left because she was so awesome. Like, she was an amazing employee. She was yeah. great. And most people, if they looked at her resume, uh, you know, from a traditional standpoint, would have never given her a shot, right? Mm. Um, because maybe didn't have some of those line items or accolades that some people might look for like a like a degree from a shining university or something right right um but we hired her because she was an awesome human being yeah she loves people so well and she just knew how to find needs and fill them and serve and she was just an awesome employee and and that again is becoming a popular thing amongst other small business owners they're recognizing like wow we're missing out on some amazing talent if all we're doing is looking for a degree and some people are finding they find better employees because they don't look for a degree yeah. Um, so it is not true that you need to have college. And uh, I believe in this so much, Daniel, that I was literally having a conversation with my daughter last night and I was trying to talk her out of going to college. That I mean, I get what you're saying about <laughs> how college isn't vital, but if she wants to, why are you trying to talk her out of it? Well, and, and that kind of goes into some of our steps that we'll get into later uh, and I'll tease one of those steps. It is to have an open mind. But, hmm. you know, she's 13 and she's, right. she was having a fun conversation talking about how she wants to go to Grand Canyon University with her cousin and they want to mm. be um, share the same dorm and what she's going to do to decorate her dorm and the classes she's going to go to and the things she's going to do and what her yeah. life is going to look like, which is great. And I don't want to like squash any of that excitement. So obviously me and my wife, we listened to her and we asked her questions and engaged in a conversation and shared an excitement with her. But yeah. when the time was appropriate in the conversation, I wanted to help her have an open mind. Mm. Uh, and what I communicated to her was, Hey, what I just said, and that is you don't necessarily have to go to college. Yeah. And that's important. I think I think some people believe you absolutely have to go to college. So to open up, you know, this 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 podcast episode, we, we want to share, you know, both ends of the spectrum. We started out by saying how much the college experience was huge for us. Yeah. Relationships. I mean, you met your wife. Big deal. It was huge. And and you had a friend group and the whole deal, like you, you, your identity was starting to form, right? Yeah. For me, my relationship with Christ 
changed in unbelievable ways. And I dove into God's word and uh, developed these amazing relationships and friends. Like it's colleges was awesome. But at the same time, like I'm over here almost talking to my, my kids out of going to college. Yeah. We just said that you don't need to go to college to get great jobs. So it's not an absolute have to do thing. Right. It's not a Ten Commandments in stone, and one of them is go to college or else. Right. I don't think the Bible talks about secondary education at all. Yeah, I think you're <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, you know, and 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 that's what we want people to know and understand how valuable college was for us. Yes, but it's it you don't you don't necessarily have to have to do it. Yeah, and with my experience. Um, you definitely don't have to have a degree to get many good jobs. Yeah. Some certainly require a degree. Mm-hmm. But for me, the the reason I stopped going was because I didn't have a goal of a specific major that I wanted, mm-hmm. and I had a good job. Mm. And the reality was, if I stopped going to college, I could actually put more energy and effort into that good job and make it better. And mm-hmm. so that's what I did. Mm-hmm. I just didn't register for the next semester, and I, I put all my effort into my job and into my budding relationship with Heather. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it, but I still wouldn't, I wouldn't ungo. Yeah. 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 And I'm honestly like, I could sit back and, I mean, we can all do this, look back in our life and things that we could have done differently that maybe would have made things better or optimized it in, in different ways. If I never would have gone to college, but started stewardship, you know, three and a half years earlier. Um, you wouldn't have any employees cause you, you got most of them yeah. just from knowing them yep. in college. That's probably true. But, but also like, man, what a head start I would have had. Mm. Like it's crazy. It's, it's, it's fun to think about how far, you know, we have grown in our ability to love and serve people through finances over the last three years. And it's yeah. exciting to think about what it'll be again in three more years. Yeah. Right. So to, to get that three year head start on starting a business or a career that there's value to that too. Yeah. All right. So, you know, at Stewardship, we love you through finances. As I had mentioned, we do home loans, insurance, and investments with wisdom and love. So we not only want to have conversations about how to be a good steward of things in our life, but we want to share with you a one-minute money tip. Dan, go ahead and hit it. What are three really big financial mistakes that most homeowners make? Well, they all have to do with your insurance, but hear me out. Let's say you have some jewelry or fine arts or a gun collection. That's all worth over $1,000. You need to make sure you're talking to your insurance agent about these items. What about solar panels? Maybe you have some or you're thinking about getting some put on your home. You've got to talk to your insurance agent about this as well. And then lastly, rentals. Sometimes people use their house to rent out to somebody for a temporary basis, or maybe it's long-term, but they neglect talking to their insurance agent about it. These are really big financial mistakes that homeowners make, and it all really has to do with one thing, and that's talking to your insurance agent. Insurance companies handle these things differently, and it's important to make sure you talk to your agent so that you can be properly protected. This is important to make sure that you're not taking on more risk than you need to. Look, bottom line, talk to your agent about these things. So, Grant, you were talking about having a conversation with your daughter yep. about college. Yes. Which is super cool. And it sounds like she even brought it up. Yeah. Like she kind of was leading the conversation, uh-huh. which is cool. And I mean, you have raised a very unique, special girl who. Dude, she, I'm so proud of her. <laughs> yeah, she's just an amazing woman. She's, she's awesome. Yep. And she does. She does think differently the most. Yeah. Yeah. But also the same because 
most girls are probably thinking about how they're going to decorate their dorm, and they're yeah. excited about that. Yeah, uh, and that's cool. But most girls, you know, also don't you know look like they're eighteen years old and babysit <laughs> children, you know, more than they actually do school throughout the day, and right. uh, for fun would rather not play sports or hang out with friends, but would rather quilt and eat butter pecan ice cream. You know, like she's just a beautiful person. I love her. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to have this conversation to help foster for her the decision about college, which Mm -hmm. is cool. Um, So what is kind of your mindset with helping children? Like, you know, talk to our listeners who have kids who are maybe in probably, I mean, junior high is a little early, but uh, entering high school uh, or even exiting high school, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not too late to mm-hmm. have these conversations. Uh, the earlier, the better. But uh, before, when we were prepping for this podcast, you mentioned uh, kind of a slogan almost. Yeah. I think that uh, your kids should own the decision, but they shouldn't do the decision alone. Hmm. Um, I pretty much went through the decision of if I should go to college or not and what college I would go to and what hmm. I wouldn't do and my degree – I kind of felt like it was alone. Um, not that like my parents were intentionally leave me alone through it, right. but I'm not sure every parent out there is equipped to understand, okay, what are the steps you take to talk to your kids about college? Right. Um, and what is important for us is is to understand that it should be their decision, but they don't have to do it alone. And here's what I mean by that. I talked about how awesome my college experience was. Yeah. It would be real. like I would do crazy things to make sure that my kids could have the exact same college experience as I did go to the exact same school, do the exact same majors so that they could have what I believe is a pretty awesome life that a lot of it came from that college experience. Like yeah. I want that front for them. I want them to go close to the Lord. I want them to, to dive into God's word. I want them to have those awesome relationships. I want them to be challenged. I want them to have hard times and good times. And in that kind of safe environment that was Southwestern Bible college, like I would do a lot to help make sure that they they do that. So because I have this passion for that and I had this amazing experience for that, it's pretty easy for me to like want to force them to do that. Yeah. But that's not wise. Right? Because yeah. the kids that went to my school that were forced to go to that school uh, by their parents were the kids that didn't follow the rules. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, these are the kids that had to have to tell their kids later. I experimented in college. Yeah, right, exactly. And like, I, you know, it, it shouldn't be that. You shouldn't force the decision on, on, the, on your children. They need to own the decision, but they also need to know that they're not in it alone. And yeah. you can help give guidance and wisdom, but still give them the freedom to make the decision on their own. Your 17-year-old might seem mature, but at 17, nobody knows anything. Yeah. And so it's super important for us to help our children through this process because they think they know everything mm-hmm. and they don't. Mm-hmm. And when I was 17, I thought I knew everything and I had no idea. And that's what makes it hard. Yeah. As, as a parent, you have to understand that, um, that your 17, 18, 19-year-old child thinks they know more than they really know. Yeah. That was me. That was you. And that mm-hmm. was, right, Daniel? And, yeah. and that was probably you too, listener. Like you thought you knew it all then. Yeah. So, but you can't like tell them that. Right. You think you know it all, but you don't. So this is what the college you are going to go to. <laughs> like, no, just understand. They, they they think they know more than they know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but you could still give them freedom and grace in the conversation. Yeah. Uh, knowing where their head is at. Yeah. You can help a lot with this decision. As parents 
of teenagers, you've got a lot of wisdom mm-hmm. um, to share. So just know that, listener. Mm-hmm. You can help a lot. Yeah. And it's not, it's not that hard. It's three simple steps to, to help a lot. Yeah. And step one is to make sure that you and your child both have an open mind. Mm. That is step one. Um, again, we talked about uh, me wanting to create the exact same college experience for my children that I had because it was so awesome. Right. Well, I have to remove that. It is possible for them to have the same college experience or better at a different place. Right. Or the same type of experience or better, not at college at all. Yeah. Um, we have to remove the thoughts that they absolutely have to get a degree if they want to succeed in life. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's not true at all. It is possible to have an amazing career, an amazing job, to be an amazing spouse, to be an amazing parent without going to college. Right? Yeah. So we have to go in with an open mind. Um, that's important for both you and for the child. And I think the easiest way to do that with children is to let them know all the options that are out there. Mm, yeah. Uh, there's a, a really good blog uh, by Dave Ramsey. And I think if you just Google how to pay for college without student loans, um, Dave Ramsey, it'll it'll come up. That, but that's the title of the blog. In it, there's like all kinds of different great facts and options about colleges and different ways to do college and whatnot. And that too, just sharing all of the different options that are out there with your child and discussing them might open their mind. Um, yeah. In the conversation that I had with Cambria last night, that was the heart behind it is to really mm. let her to help open her mind. Yeah. It wasn't to squash any of the excitement that she had about wanting to decorate her dorm room and do all the fun things. If she wants to do that, she's able to do it. We're able to do it. Like, God bless her. I want to, I want to make that happen. Yeah. But at the same time, I, wa- I don't want her to think that's, that's the only option. Right. Um, and, you know, part of that started with understanding uh, the, the answer to, to, a, a pretty specific question, and that is, well, well, why do you want to go to college? Yeah, you know, and 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 that's step two in this conversation. Step one, we have to have an open mind, you and your kid. But step two, determine the purpose and sub purposes for wanting to go to school. You're developing your child's hero's journey right now, mm-hmm. and so you need to find out their goal as a hero, as mm-hmm. the hero of their life. Mm-hmm. And then you also need to find the subplot for the story. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's give examples. Like one of the purposes could be, I want to get a college degree. The sub purposes could be, I would like to develop certain relationships or I would like to grow close to the Lord or I would like to gain in knowledge in this or have mm-hmm. experience in A, B, or C. Like those yeah. are other sub purposes that shouldn't be overlooked. Right. And they shouldn't be things that happen on accident. If you think about them ahead of time and create them as, as we put it, sub purposes, they're likely <laughs> they're more likely to actually happen. Yeah. So so that's what I asked her. I said, okay, well, why do you want to go to school? What, what do you want to do when you're done with school? And the things that she shared with me were like, I want to be married and I want to have kids and just th- this life that, that she said she wanted to do. I said, okay, well, what, what do you want to have a job? She's like, yeah, I'm, you know, well, okay, well, you've talked about it with me before, you know, but what kind of job are you thinking? And she's like, yeah, I still want to do the same thing. You know, I'm, I'm thinking I want to be like a public speaker. Hmm. And she was sharing with me what all of that. Yeah. So I said, well, here's the thing. I've experienced speaking at events and engaging with other public speakers. Two things. First off, when you're going to speak on stage, you have to have credentials. Why are people going to listen to you? Right. Sometimes those credentials are you have a degree. Right. You're a doctor. 
you have a doctorate from this really great university. So you know a lot of things about a thing, so people are going to listen to you about the thing. Yeah, and sometimes if you have a connection with a, a great school, you may have that may open the door to opportunities for public speaking. Right. Yeah. So, so going to college could be huge for public speaking. Could be. However, I also shared with her, you know, I also have talked on stage with a lot of people that have never gone to college, and they were some of the best public speakers I've listened to, hmm. and their credentials were their experiences. Yeah. And the things that they've done and the things that they've accomplished. Right. And that can give you the credentials that you need to make it so that you can earn the right to be heard on a stage and people will listen to you. So yeah. I talked to her about experiences that she has now and how well she does with babysitting, even at a young age and all, all that means and who knows what that'll turn into. And potentially she could talk to other people about um, you know, becoming a babysitter or whatever. <laughs> I'm just trying to create things and you know, the top of my mm -hmm. head as I'm talking to her. But th that was important is, is asking her, okay, well, why? Why do you want to go to college? Yeah. What, do you, what do you want to do when you're done? And is, and is college going to help you meet that purpose? Yeah. Um, and it's okay if the answer to is college going to help me meet that purpose? It's okay if the answer is no. Yeah. That, that's okay. Um, but it's also okay if you guys determine the purpose and, and the answer to that question is yes. Maybe the purpose is, yeah, I really want to be a doctor. Right. Well, you, you have to go to college for that. Yeah. You know, well, I really want to be a lawyer. Now well, you, you have to go to college for that. You know, there are a lot of lawyer YouTube videos, though. <laughs> there Do you are think? a lot. Not sure I want to hire a YouTube lawyer, but you know that that's <laughs> that's that's a thing, right? Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of ways to to self learn, but for most of these things that we're talking about that require a certain credential to operate your business, mm -hmm. eh, you might have to go to college. Sure. So again, step one: let's be open minded. Uh, you and your child. Step two, understand the purpose. So the big purpose of why you want to go, but make sure you also talk about those sub purposes. Yeah. Daniel, for you, you had, you know, you, you, you could even write down, I want to meet my spouse. Yeah. You could write that down. That would, that would be that a great be sub purpose for sure. Uh, you could write down that, you know, I want to kind of find a different identity or, or uh, uh, leave the nest and, and have a friend group of my own, you know, join an improv troupe, join an improv troupe. That's what you said. You I did that. Yeah. That was like awesome for you. Yeah. So it's like things like that. Those are those are sub uh, sub purposes that also should be talked about. Uh, and the third step is create a realistic plan for how you're going to pay for it. Yeah. Um, so on that Dave Ramsey blog that we had mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. like at the top of it, it mentions pricing for colleges. That's a thing, right? Uh, and they basically range anywhere from you know four thousand dollars a year to $40,000 a year or more, depending Oof. on where you're going. Like, that's a lot of money, right? Yeah. Um, so if you're open-minded about this conversation, and with that open mind, you've gone into it and you've determined these are some purposes for what I want for, for my college experience, if I'm going to go to college or not, it then helps you understand, okay, well, we'll, we'll if, this is, if this is what I'm looking for, those options can cost between A, B, and C. Mm -hmm. how, how are you going to pay for that? Yeah, and you said realistic plan. Yes. Why so specific? Well, <laughs> uh, we have clients who um, have uh, their investments and their retirement with us, and we mm -hmm. manage their, their money, and everything is great. And sometimes they will call and say, hey, I'm going to pay for my kids' uh, college education. And to me, I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome that they want to do that. It's awesome that they've built wealth and earned an income and at a place where they can do that. I just think it's beautiful and it's wonderful. Absolutely. Uh, and, and, you know, so the next question that we have to ask is, great, you know, when do you want to do that? 
Mm-hmm. And the, when the answer to the question is like, well, they enroll in like two months, I'm just like, what? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, can we do that? Sure. That's not a problem. It's your money. You do what you want with it. But it would have been better if there was an intentional plan mm. to how this is going to be paid for in advance. Yep. Um, whether that's you paying for it on your own so that you can maybe be efficient with maybe put particular types of investment accounts that right. have tax sheltering with them, or it can be efficient for the use of the money that you have been saving and investing. Right. Uh, from that to even inviting your child into the conversation of, okay, this is what we you want. This is what the purpose is. This is a choice you've made. I support you in that. Let's talk about how we're going to pay for that. Yeah. Teaching your children to pay for really big decisions that they want is adulting, right? <laughs> like that's important. Yeah. And it's unwise for us and we can get in some really big financial trouble if we make big financial decisions without thinking of the finances ahead of time. Yeah. So we have to have a realistic plan. One plan is not like, ah, well, I'll just show up and apply for FAFSA and see what comes <laughs> in. Uh, another plan that's not realistic is I'll just take on student loans. Why isn't that realistic, Dan? Like why is that a bit bad idea? Student loans just aren't worth it's not an investment yeah, well, <laughs> yeah and, and you have to pay it back yeah so it, it, all too often people are applying for student loans because they're there and yeah. it helps pay for the college and they kind of get sold to students sometimes they really do yeah and and students then have zero thought about how they're going to pay it back mm-hmm. that needs to be a part of the realistic plan too right it's not just Where's the money going to come from to pay for it, the college? But what are the consequences? What are the the actions that are going to be required of you after paying for it? Yeah. Based on how you decided to pay for it. So if it's a loan, what's the payments on that going to be? Yeah. Okay. And then what's my income going to be when I graduate based on the career I'm thinking about? Like you have to weigh those those things. Mm-hmm. So a realistic plan for how you're going to pay for it, whether that is researching ahead of time different scholarship opportunities that you could Mm -hmm. go look at. I mean, there are times when when I was trying to pay for college and I was looking for scholarship opportunities. It would have been great had I known about them when I was 15. Yeah. Because then I could prepare. I could take the steps needed to actually qualify for them, right? Yeah. But if you're looking for these scholarship opportunities, you know, a month before school starts like I was, it's hard to find (laughs) the ones, you know? Yeah. It's, It's not as easy. Um, so understanding how we should much... open up a procrastinators scholarship. <laughs> Procrastinator scholarship. We yeah. Oh, so many applicants. Uh, you know, so <laughs> y- you have to have a realistic plan. Um, and honestly, I think if you're walking your child through those three steps, it's going to change the conversation about their future. That's you're, a big deal. It is. It is. You're you're going to engage with them in a relationship where you're allowing them to own the decision. But letting them know they they don't have to be there alone. Mm. How cool would that be as they're an adult too, right? Yeah. I mean, when when they have kids of their own and they have a spouse of their own and they're making career decisions of their own, sure, they have to own those decisions, but they're not alone. Yeah. Think of how respected your teen will feel. Yeah. When you invite them in to lead this, Mm -hmm. but also show them full support. Yeah. And and how safe they'll feel to have conversations like this with you in the future. Yeah. Later on when they're older, right? So inviting them into this to follow these three steps is a big, big win for your relationship 
but to teach them how to be open-minded, to teach them that they have to see and understand the purpose and purposes for the big decisions they do, yeah. but then also understand how that purpose is going to be lived out, how this decision is actually going to come to life, meaning how's it going to get paid for? Mm-hmm. Wow. Like this whole conversation of, you know, choosing to go to college or not, being a good steward of that completely changes now from this thing that is loathsome and can be scary and I don't really know what to do to an opportunity that galvanizes your relationship with your child, but it's also an opportunity that you can teach them how to be awesome at decision-making in the future. Yeah. As you outlined those three points in that summary, it's like, you didn't mention college once. Not really. This isn't this isn't how to decide <laughs> if you should go to college. This is how to make decisions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean you know? it, it, it it is. And, and this is a really big decision. And here's the cool thing about this decision. They don't have to quote unquote get it right the first time. Mm. Um I started out my college career in a junior college. And I went there for a semester and it was like, man, this is just like high school, but you smoke. This is dumb. I don't want to be here. <laughs> So then I changed and didn't go to college for a while and then went to Southwestern. Um, So I went to Southwestern thinking I wanted to be a youth pastor because my youth pastor was cool and I wanted to be cool like him. Who doesn't? (laughs) After a year (laughs) of serving at churches and stuff, I recognized I don't want to work at the church. I just want to serve at the church. Hmm. And I got very passionate about business and finances, right? So the decisions can adjust. They can change. And it doesn't have to be perfect right away. And the good news is if you walk them through the decision-making process using these three steps, it helps them make those adjustments as life adjusts. Yeah. Whatever choice they make, they're going to be okay. They are. Especially if you're you're listening to this podcast and you're willing to to have these conversations with your kid, it means you're a good parent. (laughs) It does. Your kids are going to be okay. Yep. Yep. And and my hope and my prayer for for all of, of the people that are listening to this who are willing to walk their kids through this process um, is that more than anything, it brings you closer together with your child mm-hmm. and gives your child an experience that, oh man, I can trust my mom or my dad in talking to them about really big decisions Yeah, uh, because they let me own the decision, but yet made me so I'm not feeling alone. Yeah, And they bring in some sober mindedness and wisdom and support along the way. Yeah. If you are a stewardship financial client and you do want to pay for your kid's college, talk to us as soon as you can to get the process started so that, like we said, we can help make sure that it's in the proper tax sheltering or whatever other financial jargon needs to happen. Yeah. Uh, Like, we want to help you with that if that's what you want to do. Yep. So get in touch with us as soon as you can. Yeah. Having reactionary financial decisions is, is fine. But it's always better if they're planned out ahead of time. Totally. Well, you guys, that was the Stewardship Podcast about how to be a good steward of your college decisions. We hope that this episode was helpful to you and to your family. Uh, Our call to action is if you are married and you have a spouse, listen to this episode with them so that you can engage in these conversations with your children together. Because it's always better when it's together. All right, guys, have a great day.